FMX Network Production. It's the Renthal Reaction Show for breaking moto news, hot topics, and moto by the minute. Before we get into this, I want to thank the folks at Renthal. Chances are, if you have ridden a dirt bike or raced a dirt bike and you're listening to this, you have used some Renthal product along the way. Renthal.com. Uh, grips, chains, sprockets, bars. Mountain bike stems, mountain bike bars, carbon and aluminum. Renthal.com made over there in the UK. More championships than all the other brands combined, which you knew that already, right? Red Bull, KTM, Monster Kawasaki, Factory Honda using Renthal. They swept the uh, all the US races a few weeks ago. They swept all the MXGP races along the, the way a few weeks ago. I think they swept the Canadian races as well. So Renthal.com. You know the product, you know the name, you know the quality. Thanks to those guys for coming on board. Renthal Reaction with Rick Ware about World Supercross and more. Here we go. Welcome to the Renthal Reaction podcast. Rick Ware Racing. Uh, very stoked to have the man on the line himself to talk about the World Supercross and more. But first, go to Renthal.com. Of course, sponsor uh, Factory Kawasaki, Factory Honda, Red Bull KTM, Renthal.com for more information on that. Chain, sprockets, bars, they've got it all. Thank you to those guys. Rick Ware, what's going on, man? Thanks for doing this. Oh, man, great uh, great to be on. Huge fan, huge fan of the industry. And uh, uh, you've always got so exciting stuff going on uh, as well. But we're uh, we're here right now in Indianapolis. Uh, we're having a doubleheader for the Indy cars and, uh, and the cup cars with NASCAR. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just uh, pedaling as hard as we can, man. Yeah, I saw that. It, it's going to be really cool in your in your four-wheel world. Um, but and So listeners of the show... They may think, you know, hey, who's Rick Ware and the World Supercross and all that, but you, you've got a history in our sport. You've sponsored and helped riders before. Well, so, <laughs> yeah, if um, you got to remember, we're all getting old, right? A lot of these guys are a lot younger. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> we, were, we were involved before the social media was, uh, was uh, so popular. But, you know, you know, quick, you know, quick story, um, grew up racing motocross, loved motocross, had the aspirations of being a professional motocrosser. Um, you know, got to the local pro level, um, uh, growing up in Texas and, um, you know, Hey, bottom line is I just wasn't good enough to make it. Right. And so, but I had a love for it, you know, got to compete in the Superdome and the Astrodome and, uh, raced at, um, you know, you're older, you probably remember places like Rio Bravo, Rio Grande, yeah, Lake yep. Whitney, um, uh, you know, Oak, Oak Hill, you know, all these places are cool in Texas and you know, back in the, Late 70s, early 80s, I would say, you know, California and Texas were probably two of the bigger states at the time. Um, there weren't quite as many people out of Florida. Um, so, you know, Texas was kind of a hotbed there for a while. But uh, so, so I loved it. Um, you know, got involved in, in motorsports and cars and, and as a driver and into ownership. But we, um, you know, we so we did our first full season of Supercross in 2007, mm -hmm. 2008, uh, full time. We uh we did it out of our race shop in, in North Carolina. Um, we we were hands-on to the point where we built all our motors in-house. We uh, built our own shocks in-house. We built a fork dyno. You know, we yep. dove all in and built the bikes. And, um, you know, um, so the business model at the time we had a, a, a mortgage company and, a, and an energy drink. And this is back in the days when like, um, you know, Michael Hooligan, you know, homes were involved you yep. know, for a while. And, you know, a lot of the energy drinks were new. We had bad boy, uh, power drink at the time, which was uh, getting to be a national scenario. So we went and, uh, did a lot of stuff for them, both on the outdoor and the supercross. 
Um, you know, we were one of the handful of teams that uh, qualified for every main event. You know, so we, we did it at a high level with the tractor trailer and all the bells and whistles to keep people, you know, happy. Um, it, it's a tough business to sustain um, in that, uh, obviously, like anything, it requires sponsorship. But it is, unlike uh, car motorsports, it's very uh, rider-centric. And mm-hmm. you know, I always refer to... Uh, even my riders is my is my drivers, but you know they're they're a key part of it. But on motorcycles, you know we built some trick stuff in house. But at the end of the day, it's like seventy, eighty percent. It's all rider, right? Yeah. I mean, a yep. rider can, yep. can overcome. And so, um, and why that makes it tough is that you know you know to to justify the sponsors, you have to make the main uh, make the main event, right? Mm-hmm. There's twenty riders and there's seventy guys showing up, and and these guys are the best best athletes motorsports in the world and uh, so it's tough to kind of build that business model but we we did it we loved it invested in it um you know uh, uh i had vicky golden riding for me i think it was 2012 and got to win um you know the, the x games gold medal riding mm-hmm. for uh, our nascar sponsor and and uh, you know that that was really cool and before then um jessica patterson won me my first national championship um uh, you know, we built part of that bike in a shop in uh, uh, in North Carolina, and you know she dominated uh, uh, the, the women's side. Um, uh, obviously, right after that, Ashley Pollock, you know, came in and mm-hmm. she was a real uh, phenom as well. Um, so, you know, uh, love love motorcycles. Have always been involved with motorcycles. Um, this whole platform uh, is a true business platform, and mm-hmm. so to to have a franchise or a um, charter or however you want to kind of work it uh, to be one of 10 in, in the world, I think is truly unique, but it's very similar to what other motorsports is doing in MotoGP and formula one, mm-hmm. you know, uh, in now those you, levels, you just can't show up. You just can't show up and race. You, you need to be, <laughs> well, you yeah, yeah, correct. And, and you know, the other problem too is that it's, um, you know, typically when we're in supercross, you know, these riders require salaries and, and, and they deserve it. They're all underpaid. Mm-hmm. Um, they're taking so many risks. And even if you give them all the prize money, it doesn't equate too much. So it's hard as an independent to go move the needle and be able to spend money on riders and even compose to what they deserve. And so this format, knowing that we're in the main event, um, I mean, how can you justify going across the world to Australia yeah. and not even know if you're getting in? I mean, what, what sponsor <laughs> yep, yeah. is going to do that? And the social media aspect has grown. And so that's where it's important for our brand to grow our footprint because even if we finish on the podium or we finish fifth, uh, it, it's now is just as much about the story. I mean, uh, and I, I would say motocross as a whole does that as good as anybody does, you know, if, you know, starting from the extreme, uh, uh, portion of that into the actual racing itself. And so that's just as important in motorsports now as anything. Yeah, it really is. It's, uh, and, and, and I think more so in our sport, it's a younger demographic and, personalities and 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 all that kind of stuff can sell outside of your results results are important but i feel like in our sport um and maybe in in in, in all their motorsports a rider's social media following and personality uh can really deliver you know more so than results absolutely well if, if you build your business all around results then i guess you better win yeah you don't yeah, exactly. you're gonna lose your program yeah <laughs> and in, in reality whether it's nascar or it's Supercross, you know, if you can't have all of the pieces of the puzzle, the reality is you're probably not going to win. So what you need to make sure that you do is for the money that you that your sponsor spends, 
they are getting their return. And that's what we've been really, uh, you know, uh, good about, you know, on our side. And, you know, we've, we've got some drivers that have won, you know, the Indy 500s and, you know, 24 hours of Omaha and, and different scenarios. And um, so you have to create relevance and you better pedal really hard and have a social media platform, uh, which is why I'm excited now finally to get back into the two world two wheel world because yeah. i follow it i love it um some of my best friends are you're know, deeply involved my best friends have piston companies that build pistons for probably 90 percent of all the motorcycles racing in this world right so yeah. I, I love it and so um it um uh, but it needs to be a business venture and now we're allowed to to, to go back into that and we're going to grow our sponsor base uh, i'm excited to bring some of our NASCAR and IndyCar sponsors over to the two-wheel world. Sure. And it's just going to be it's gonna be better for everybody. And also what I notice is you're one of those teams, and there's a few of them doing this series, that you're like, hey, if you want to ride a Kawasaki, no problem. If you want to ride a Yamaha, no problem. You know, you don't need to – you're not dependent on the OEMs for support for bikes and parts. You're figuring that out again. That also gives you some flexibility as a program? Yes, it absolutely does. The, I, I foresee – I foresee as this grows, it's going to probably be more important at some point to have more synergy because, you know, right now with as quick as we're ramping into mm-hmm. these three races um, for this year, before next year, you know, a lot of riders already have gear deals. And, you know, for, for me, uh, it's pretty simple. You know, everybody kind of looks the same in all these scenarios, which, which they still got to do for us. But somebody's got a gear deal with X and somebody's got a helmet deal with X and they all need that for their income. So we have to kind of work through and around that. Um, same thing on the motorcycle side. I, I would hope that as we grow, we can maybe get to a single mm-hmm. uh, manufacturer okay. just because that's probably how you're going to get your support, right? Um, you're, you're never going to get any next level support being with two or three different brands um, uh, because of you know obvious reasons. And it, it's hard to, um, uh, for uh, you know, for me over on the NASCAR side, we had support by Ford. Mm-hmm. It, it'd be really hard for me to tag Ford and Toyota and Chevrolet, <laughs> and, and not have everybody you know roll their yeah. eyes and go, "Well, th- that's not going to get forwarded on." <laughs> yeah. You know? Yep. Yep. <laughs> but um, uh, you know, there's little idiosyncrasies that are different in all these different types of uh, sports, and 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 that's one of them. Uh, but I'm a big advocate on trying to figure a way to. Uh, you know, get these guys uh, opportunities and to get paid because, uh, you know, having done it at a lower level, the, the, the shape, uh, the risk, uh, these guys, I mean, you know, they're, they're all in 110% 24 hours a day. And, yeah. and it's, it's, um, it's, it's, I think it's slowly coming to where the, the, the monetary re- return is going to start creeping into these guys across the board. Obviously, you know, there, there's 10 guys at top. Uh, you know, that get the bulk of the, the pay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's all these other people that put on the show. I mean, you know, you can't have three guys going really fast on a 40-man gate on outdoor motocross, right? Yeah. You need all of them. Uh, WearRacing.com, Rick Ware on the Rental Reaction podcast. Uh, did you approach, obviously, I, you know, you, you with uh, Marsak and these other, Jessica Patterson and these other riders, you've been involved in our sport. Were you... Did you see the announcement and approach the World Supercross guys, or did Adam Bailey and those guys reach out to you? Uh, how did that contact happen, and what was it? Was it the simple fact that this made more of a business sense that that made you want to get involved? Well, 
the again the the business side obviously allows you to stop and consider it. Mm-hmm. The, how I got how I got involved actually I wasn't um, I never even uh, talked with these guys. You know, we're, being in the vast different things we are, yeah. you know, different yeah. series, whatever. You know, we've got great friends in, in the media, and uh, Ralph Shaheen has been around forever, a great friend of mine. And, you know, his main office is there at Speed 51 or probably a couple miles from, you know, one of our couple shops. And yep. we run into each other all the time. And, and you know, he knows I'm a diehard racing fanatic mm-hmm. to where I'm always like, I'm always, you know, thinking about things. And we, you know, we almost did a you know a speedway program this year out on the west coast with okay. speedway rider and and you know, just because I, I love to compete um and uh you know if there's a race going on somewhere i, I want to be involved in it and so we, we were just talking and you know asking him what he was, had going on and he's you know he's announcing these different things yes yeah. you know start talking about the supercross and he's like man he's like you need to get back in it and i'm like man it's just i would love it i just I, there, there has to be uh, the, the, immediately the first thing I think of is, you know, can, can we even get writers, you know, yeah. can we even get writers that are relevant? And he's like, man, uh, there's an opportunity. I really think you need to, to, uh, invest some time thinking about it. And, you know, he, he, here's the scenario. And so I thought really long and hard about it. And, and then I said, you know what? I said, I think, I think I might be able to make it work. I have to be a little bit careful because my, wife wants to strangle me sometimes because <laughs> she's like you know like we need it we need another race team and i've got her convinced i can't go to all of them anyway so it's not yeah. like it's going to take any more away from me but but um it made sense from a long-term plan because um i know there's uh you know there's a little bit of turmoil between different uh series and, and things uh but I, I truly believe this should this should be good for everybody and so i believed in it from the standpoint of like, if I invested in re-launching a team, is it going to be like this back to ground zero every single year? Which was the problem I had. You know, somebody gets offered five thousand more dollars or a better opportunity, and they're gone. And it's like, who are you, who's going to be at Anaheim one this year? That's the part I hated. So this aspect, it's like we know they're set income. Mm-hmm. I can whether it's profitable or not because initially it's not going to be profitable, but it still makes business sense and it's it's part of the format to grow to. Um, uh, so I'm like, yeah, I can invest in that because this isn't uh, one and done. It's like this will work well with what we're trying to do mm-hmm. uh, to get to a, glo- a bigger footprint. We ran, the, we won the Asia Mall World Championship in 20, and then you know the, at the you know the end of 19 through the beginning of 20, and then COVID hit, everything stopped. So we were already trying to get abroad. This is a this was just a perfect timing of like, hey, mm-hmm. we can now expand. You know, this year we're going to run the way we run in Canada, but you know, we're going to run in five different countries. And the next year, with what we're doing in IndyCar and NASCAR and stuff and IMSA, we're going to be in thirteen or fourteen different countries. That's that's pretty interesting yeah. you know, from a big picture standpoint. How did you come together with Dave Antelak? He's uh, he's run race teams before. He's been in the industry forever. How did you and Dave hook up, and, and how's that going? Well, so again, if people don't didn't follow, so when we were in two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight, we ran this. You know, I ran the Supercross team out of my shop in, in North Carolina. Yep. And the outdoor, at the same time, um, I wanted to go run arena cross. So, um, you know, sitting down thinking about, okay, how do we go uh, go? You know, amortize the overheads and mm-hmm. the bikes and the people, right? You know, so with, to a certain degree, the more racing you can do, the more you can offset all the stuff. Well, I got hooked up with Dave through an associate. Okay. And so I'm like, look, here's what I want to do. It's like, let's go. Um, I can support you with the management. 
and and bringing the, the sponsors over. But, but I need to run in conjunction with my Supercross. So, um, man, we hit it off. Dave, Dave is one of those guys that's, you know, he's – uh, I mean, he's getting old like us, right? I mean, he's been around for 30 years deep, and he's raced overseas. He's run Supercross. He's run Arena Cross. Um, well, we brought in uh, Mahindra Tractors, and we gave Mahindra their very first championship. And, and they had just come into NASCAR. I uh, talked him into doing the, the, the trust in me. and like, hey, look, we're going to get you on television, right? And that was when um, I think it was either Speed or Speed Channel at the time that was doing it. And I think um, – uh, you know, our Mahindra tractor team, mm-hmm. uh, I think we were on the podium like 80% of the time and, and won, I don't know, we, we won one of the championship and, and half the races. And we did it with um, two of our NASCAR sponsors with, uh, I think twice with Jeff Gibson and um, once with Josh uh, DeMuth. Oh, okay. And um, so um, it was it was great. And that really helped kind of uh, me grow. And we actually extended that after we, we stopped the, um, the Supercross because it got to be to where it was, uh, we just didn't have the funding and it was getting to be pretty financially draining. Um, but we still extended the, the arena cross. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, one of my first thoughts is, okay, who, who, you know, who can help me make phone calls because I'm extremely hands-on and, mm-hmm. you know, working with, you know, the riders and the, 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 the you know, parts guys, et cetera. But I got to where I just couldn't field all the calls. So I'm like, Dave, <laughs> I know you're kind of kind of semi-retired. He's been involved with UFO and, yep. and you know had dealerships. And I'm like, look, I, I need a ramp up here. Um, I, I've gotten 80% of this done, but the last 20% is going to be as much work as the 80%. <laughs> and um, I sucked him back into the mob. Yeah, yeah. And you know he's um, you know he's uh, my general manager for the Supercross program. And um, I, you know I know for sure I got him for two years before he. Uh, <laughs> you know, gets back on the rocking chair. Yeah. But I'm uh, really excited because, um, you know, you just got to, you know, this is all about people and I for sure want to have fun. Um, but, but we're, I told Dave that, you know, we're putting this together not to, uh, you know, not to try to derive an income right now. Right now we're going to try to build a f- extremely strong team and to go try to win a world championship for our sponsors. Uh, Savachi, Brees, Shane McElrath, some of the names I've heard. I don't know if you want to confirm them, Rick, or, or, uh, those, those, those are some of the names that I've heard too. And okay. I heard there's an, an official announcement coming out. Okay. Soon. All right. But we'll, uh, we'll wait. obviously you're, 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 you're way, uh, you're way deeper into the, uh, the rumor mill even than I am. So, but, uh, but, um, you, uh, you, you got good intel there. Okay. I say that. All right. Sounds f- fair enough. <laughs> um, um and and everything's coming out here really yep. quickly. I just I, I kind of wanted sure. to do a correlation with um, you know the uh, the series and some of our sponsors. But you know, um, yeah, Grace Rex and Pull, uh, you know, those are. I mean, you're the two. You know, you're the two big ones. So it's like having you guys on board is uh, just as good as anything. So yeah, I appreciate that. Too. Uh, let me ask you this. So there's some rumblings. Like we know Ken Roxon's committed to the series, and you know he's paid uh, paid by the promoters to come out and race. And I'm of two minds of this. I, you know, it's a great name. Kenny's a great ambassador to show up and race this series, and I and that's cool and it's great and it's it gives prestige to the series. But you know there are some rumblings of other teams being a little upset because they have to place Kenny with a team, right? Somebody's going to get Ken Roxon, who's in an amazing rider. And maybe it's Rick Ware, maybe it's Mike Genova, Motor Concepts, maybe it's uh, Firepower Honda guys. How do you feel about that as a team owner? Like, is it? Are you are you okay with this? Are you fine with it? Uh, are you a little bit taken aback by the series doing that? Um, what's your thoughts on that? Well, 
if he ends up riding for Rick Ware, I, I think it's a great idea, right? <laughs> but, right. But, but, but in all fairness, the I do understand uh, bringing Eli in, um, you know, for one race as a wild card mm-hmm. because uh, at the end of the day, this is all about providing entertainment and and people getting to like get his autograph and to see him. And I mean, I get all that. Yeah. Um, yeah. There, there's so to answer your question, it, it's a little, it's a little, um, it's a little tough because right now, um, it's. I'm going to say most of the teams, well, myself included, could not afford to pay Ken what they think right. he should be getting for those three races. And, and, and I'm not saying he's not worth it. No, but yeah. From a business standpoint, it, it would be pretty crazy. So there's um, uh, obviously there, there's reasons to have him out there. To me, it makes sense to have him be out there for an event uh, as a wild card. <laughs> um, and, you know, unless. You know, unless everything gets situated, I think with the manufacturers, I'm not sure that you know he's even going to be riding uh, for the whole season unless that all gets solved. Okay. Because um, it, it, you know, as of right now, um, you know, I don't know who you're going to place them with if everybody's full. Right. I would sure hate to be able to, uh, you know, have to you know have somebody sit back. And now, obviously, you know, we still got a whole open and we're we're doing it not necessarily for ken roxon but from the standpoint of like um in the 11th hour you don't know what opportunity is there and um you know at some point uh you know manufacturers are already committed financially through 2023 and they you know this wasn't really on the radar excuse me through 22 this really wasn't on the radar at the beginning or middle of 2021 but um there's going to be some opportunities i believe out there and if you don't have the opportunity to place somebody, you know, with the quality program, then you may be losing out. And so, um, I, I agree with you, Steve, that it's, it's, um, it's touchy. It's, li- it's touchy. It, 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 it's touchy because <laughs> of the expense of having him and maybe he is or is not subsidized, you know, I, I'm not sure. And so that's, it's a little bit of a gray area there, but, but I will say the series uh, is really trying to do it right on every aspect. Um, and I, I sure hope that, you know, as it, as it grows, which I'm confident that it will, that it, it's kind of the, um, uh, you know, uh, rising tides raise, raise all ships, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, no, you know, there is that. I, I, yeah. I, I, I'm involved in, in some major sit-downs in NASCAR and in IndyCar and IMSA, and everybody has these different agendas and they're, they're different markets and, and, and pros and cons. And at the end of the day, you know, uh, America's fortunate that, you know, we're, you know, I can sort of past COVID in, in, in a way mm-hmm. and the economy, you know, even though it's not perfect, it, it is pretty strong. The, the manufacturers can't get parts to build bikes fast enough and side by sides and, and racing as a whole is wide open and that, that's great for everybody. And, and I just, I just hope and pray that it continues to be um, an addition and not like an us versus them because, I mean, we need the outdoors. We need a U.S. Supercross, and and frankly, we need you know we need a global Supercross. I mean, we have global racing in everything in this world, and it, it, whether it's offshore boats or, or cars or you know, but we need we need it in in, in motocross and in, in in a Supercross genre as well. Right, right. Uh, you got you got some more time, or you got to go? Man, I got time for you. Steve. Okay, all right. Thank you. Uh, hey, you're you're involved in NASCAR, IndyCar, all this stuff. Do you foresee yourself going to some of these, or, or is it Dave's 
Dave's on the boots on the ground, got to manage it. And obviously you said your hands on, so I know you'll be involved in every aspect. But with, the, with as much shit as you got going on, do you feel like you'll be there? <laughs> well, right now my goal is to be minimum at the first race. I'm going to try to be there the first and second. Okay. It's going to be – got to remember we're wrapping up the NASCAR – program you mm-hmm. know all the way through october november and we're we're um um you know that that's that requires a lot of attention you know that schedule is just insane with you know we got 39 races and 41 yeah. weekends right so so the answer is yes you will see me um th- this is not a passive thing like oh yeah this sounds cool and just you know send me pictures no i'm i'm uh, steven I- i'm drawing out the bikes on a scratch piece of paper and giving them to my artist to make sure, like, hey, these, these are the concepts. I'm trying to make sure that the riders we have are quality guys, Christian guys, if possible, and and it can represent, you know, me and my wife's beliefs. So we're hands on. Um, and and in full disclosure, um, we've raced all over the world at times. I have I have not been able to travel abroad much. I've, we've raced in and gone over, obviously, in Mexico and Canada and NASCAR and different things. But um, there's so much going on here in the states. So so this will kind of be. My wife has traveled. Um, when she's told me I'm tired of this racing for a couple of weeks and she's been off with my sister or something. Right. So, but I'm, I'm going to be going to Wales and I'm planning cool. on going to the third race and, you know, next year, uh, because it's right in the middle of stuff and it's, and it's 11 races. Uh, I'm going to say I probably wouldn't go to more than four to five. Yep. Um, but you know, heck I, I'm only going to five or six of the IndyCar races here and probably only, you know, 25 of the 30, nine nascar races so um we're trying to cover all our bases but uh no i'm i'm gonna be there to make sure that you know things are rolling smoothly the way i want and and not that dave's not capable but yeah you know there's, there's always problems and somebody has to be there to make sure so dave for sure is the guy you know our key marketing people are gonna be there uh, as an extension for for um you've know, got some great things that i think are going to be happening on some behind the scenes storylines and you know, just what it takes to you know to get uh, you know a motorcycle team over across seas and to follow mm-hmm. what we're doing, which will be uh, great for obviously RWR sponsors, but also for you know motocross and supercross in general to uh, kind of ex- exploit the the benefits that some people. I mean, it, you know, if you haven't been there in person, you don't know how wild it is. You know, television, somewhat like drag racing, doesn't do justice unless you've been there. Um, and you know, you sit in the stands and see a guy you know, be five to six stories high mm-hmm. um, on TV, you know, 60, 70 miles an hour doesn't look that fast on television, but when it blows by you 40 feet in the air, it's like, <laughs> man, that's like something else. Thanks again to the folks at Renthal, Renthal.com. they got a dealer locator on their website as well. So if you want to check out for uh, uh, where to get some Renthal stuff, they do that. If you have a favorite handlebar of another brand, you can punch in the dimensions. It'll tell you which Renthal product will suit your needs. Fat Bar, Fat Bar 36, Twin Wall Bar, 7 8 Bar, they got it all. Renthal.com, Sprockets as well. Chains, of course, they came out with the mud groove way back in the day, and they still keep it going because it works really well. Thank you to the folks at Renthal for making this happen. Thanks to Rick Ware as well. All right, back to Rick. Yeah, no, I agree. It's 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 uh, once you and it, you know when you get fans on the track too, when you get them on the walking the track, they can't believe the size of the jumps, right? Like they, up in the stands, they look big, but when you get down on the track and you know because you race, you're like, holy shit! Like these guys go from here to here, you know? Like it's impressive sport when you get well, close. Well, you know the yeah. jumps are the jumps are one thing, and and a lot of the jumps now are, are you know face to face, so it's a timing thing. If you've ever ridden a motorcycle at any level, 
what blows me away, you know, when, when we raced, we had whoops that were, they're like a foot high, right? And like, yeah, yeah. they were like five in a row. Now they're three feet high. There's 15 of them. They're, they're, they're skimming them at 60 miles an hour. If you got, if you get down on the, on the floor, it's like, you know, yeah. unless you saw it, it's like that, that can't happen. Right. I mean, you can't skip across these things, Yeah, yeah. but I don't know. I, you you yeah. know, you can tell I'm just, I'm just a huge fan and respect of all the riders. And so, um, you know, that's what excites me. A couple more questions for Rick Ware here on the Renthal Reaction podcast. Look, I'm buddies with Coy Gibbs. I've asked him this question. I'll ask you the qu- same question. Uh, you're involved in IndyCar. You're involved in NASCAR. We, as a sport, you know, we have a great demo. We do the same numbers as IndyCar on TV. You know, we, we have good numbers, um, IndyCar-like. But we cannot keep corporate America sponsors in our sport. Uh, Dodge comes in and out. Uh, Jimmy Johns comes in and out. Uh, Joe Gibbs folded up because Joe Gibbs, for God's sake, couldn't find a title sponsor for his motocross, supercross team. What, what are we doing? What's going on? What, why can't we do this? I don't, I don't get it. Like, it, obviously, energy drinks are there and they they capture a big part of the you know sponsorship. But I cannot understand why if a team like Joe Gibbs cannot keep get somebody with all the connections they have. And same with you know, like I said, Jimmy Johns and Dodge, they're in and they're out. Um, what's your opinion on this, Rick? How do we, how do we make this work? Uh, well, how do you make it work is probably a tougher question to answer than why I believe it's happening. So we, you know, one of the things that I'm proud of just for our, our race team, because you know, I love Daytona, you know, we race Daytona 24 hours. We run, you know, NASCAR, blah, 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 but we also run Supercross. And so we were, we were the first Supercross team and 450 history is an independent. The year before Joe Gibbs to get on the podium in 2008, the, the, the big mud race, right, with Jake Marsak, and we finished third. And before that, uh, I think we finished fourth at San Francisco. Mm-hmm. The, the total amount of television time that we got <laughs> and even talked about, I'm going to say, was 15 seconds all combined. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. So, again, what we were talking about earlier is you better have a program put together from behind the scenes because even if they're following, I'm just going to pick a rider, uh, you know, an Eli Tomac, mm-hmm. you know, that's, if his bike wasn't blue and it was purple like our NerdTech ODT IndyCar is, right, you wouldn't know what brand that bike is unless somebody said something. And, and you can't see um, uh, you can't see the logo in so you're going to be re- you're relying on either the rider to get interviewed uh, on the podium or behind the scenes uh, in, in the setup. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard to bring in enough dollars and people to quantify what it needs. So like when we did it, we had a full tractor trailer like they're, like all the A-listers do, big on it. We had a, a video wall that we did that tied in all the different motorsports. We actually brought a Toyota. Um, NASCAR car a year before Joe Gibbs you go to do the you know cross promotions etc. But you you have to set this whole circus up and tear it down within 24 hours. So it's a small window to get to what I call hand to hand combat of like you're either going to hand out mm-hmm. samples or you're going to hand out information about your mortgage company or all of these things. So it, it's a lot to do in a short period of time. The, the television is tough and. I think the promoters had just always 
relied on the factories will always be there. And as long as the factories are all there, mm-hmm. and now, you know, when you when you get to, heck, there's nine now, right? I think nine or ten, and then, you know, Beta may be coming and Triumph may be coming. So in theory, now, if all the factories are there, you know, diving in, you're going to have your 20 gate filled. And so it's kind of not a problem. But if the factories pull back, like they're trying, which they have done, and they have to rely on either wealthy people as a serious hobby or a business structure. Um, I always kidded that to, to drag a tractor trailer and eight people to Anaheim one, it can be full of skateboards or motorcycles or a top fuel car. There's a certain inherent cost to get there regardless of what you're going to unload. And that number is pretty large. Mm-hmm. So um, when we were racing, we were in the top 10 in points as a team. But the problem, one of the, this is a real problem with, with, with motorcycles is, and the World Supercross is having team championships and rider championships. And I always wish that they would have done that on the motorcycle side because it took me six different riders to qualify in the main event uh, our, our last year. Six different riders because we couldn't keep from getting them hurt. Um, yeah. And so think, yep. of, think about if you, so I remember going to a sponsor deal and we got a suite. And the sponsors want to see their guy. Now, we all know, you know, 10th in a main event in a Supercross, I mean, on a world on a world stage, these are the best guys in the world. That, that's saying something. Heck, even getting in, in, the, in the main event is getting something. So that's a win. But now if somebody gets hurt and now we can't get in, what in the world do you do for your sponsor yep. to make up for that? And, you know, Joseph Newgarden got hurt at Iowa last weekend, and he was maybe going to get replaced by Santino Frucci this weekend because of concussion. I've had drivers get hurt, and because there are more drivers uh, capable to drive race cars than there truly are world-class 450 riders for main event for Supercross, you're, you're in trouble. And so we should have been in the top 10 in points, but because we had riders get hurt, I didn't get to be on the main midway. So I have a corporate sponsor. Um, I have investors coming in. And it's one particular event because technically, as a team, we were top 10 points. But as a rider, we got faced the other way and off on the corner. And it's like, man, that's just – you can't explain that to somebody when you need to get seven digits of why you're going to do this. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my opinion is outdoor U.S. Supercross, there needs to be a team championship because i got to remember, at the end of the day, it's about your sponsor. If you have – Coca-Cola is your primary sponsor, you can maybe still win the championship or finish second or third. It may be two different riders and somebody got hurt. But, you know, for the expenditure versus the return, that's what is skewed. And the year that and we've heard our guys, you know, we, we, we I had to bring in uh, Brock Sellards in. Mm-hmm. And we went testing all offseason at the Alessi compound. We had Jeff Alessi. The first lap of the second race of the year, he falls over slow deal, just typical deal, breaks his pinky. He can't hold on to the handlebars. My key guy is done. Yeah, I that's it. Yeah. Races left. Yeah. So, so yeah. It's not like I can go to, uh, hey, supercrossriders.com and like, hey, these guys are guaranteed to make the A main. It, yeah. it, it's yeah. tough. So, yeah. so that's that's one of the issues, um, in my opinion, in that you at least need to make sure that the team owners have some continuity and some consistency. Um and I can tell you, you know, team owners are competitive. That's why they're. That's why we're here. Mm-hmm. And whether somebody gets hurt or not, if I have a chance to, like, you know, hey, let, let, 
again, I'm just spitballing here, but let's say, you know, uh, um, you know, Star Yamaha had a, had an issue or had a problem one weekend. We had a great run. And now it's like, man, I, I'm going to try to beat them for the championship mm-hmm. on the owner's side, you know, regardless of my rider. My yeah. rider yeah. could have won half of all the races. And then if he's hurt, anyway, he's not going to be in the top 10. But I think that's important because look at F1. I mean, you don't think Ferrari cares about the manufacturer title? Yeah, I mean, no, they do. They do. <laughs> yes, you know, exactly. And, and, and that, is part, that is part of it. And that's what I think is unique about what they're doing overseas. But it, it's not like it costs money to do that here. And um, that's, that's my opinion. Mm-hmm. And being involved in other things is that we, we've got to – We've gotten to treat the owners like they're going to stay because it's just so great as opposed to kind of treating them that, and they're, not, they're probably not going to be here more than a couple of years anyway. Mm-hmm. And they've kind of, they kind of made that happen, right? It's yeah. like, man, it's just, it's just too much work um, to not get the reward. Right, right. Yeah, no, it, it all makes sense for sure. Uh, last question for you, Rick. Uh, do you ride anymore? Do you, when's the last time you got on a bike? Do you, how's, the, how's the body well, feel after all these years of riding? <laughs> Well, so um, I had a career-ending injury in 2000, uh, that major neck injury, mm. you know, before we got to the Hans devices okay. and softballs and NASCAR. So I've ridden a, I've, I've ridden a handful of times. Um, I, I hate to say on the, uh, on, on the wimpy tracks, but, like, we go to, like, uh, Carolina Motorsports Park. They got, the, the, you know, the big deal with the 120-foot yeah. triples. And they got the vet track. On the, You're on the vet track. Yeah, I'm on the vet track. It's got a lot of tabletops. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, I, but not as much. But my wife is adamantly against it, and um, just because you know it's it, it, man, it, it hurts more when you get older. Right? Yeah, no, yeah, but, I can I can vouch uh, for that also. Yes, uh, absolutely. But, but one of my best friends in you know, my best man at my wedding is um, uh, heck. He's almost sixty years old. He still runs Loretta's, and and I got friends that. That, that race all the time and we always joke about you know trying to keep the old out and <laughs> there's nothing that can do it more than riding a motorcycle at any level so um I, not anywhere near as much as i like but uh i'm gonna go i'm gonna go down fighting that's for sure well awesome man uh thanks for the time here on the uh, rental reaction podcast uh yeah uh, great to talk to you great to catch up with you you know <laughs> us in the industry we are so buried deep we we knew rick Ware, we know the name but, you know, it's nice to know the uh, the motivation behind this World Supercross and what's going on with it and, and all of that, man. It, it's uh, it's cool to talk to you. Thanks for the time. Man, I'm honored to even be on the show. And you got my cell. If uh, you have any quick questions, text me or call me. Um, be more than happy to, to keep involved with you guys. And uh, just, yeah, great job for all you do, man. Thanks very much, Rick. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you at UK. I think I'll be at that first one. So, Love it. Thank you, Steve. Thanks, Rick. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye.